The Radio Memories Network is brought to you in part by Liberated Syndication. Podcast publishing made easy. Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. The Radio Memories Network welcomes you to the world of modern radio theater, an old medium revived for a new era through the Radio Memories Network. There's just something about it. It's scrumptious. Nobody can resist its mouth-watering power. It's just what you're craving. How long can you deny yourself the ultimate lip-smacking satisfaction of fat? (laughs) And there's plenty of golden delicious fat in Oleo Farms double-breaded chicken fried bacon strips. That's right, chicken fried bacon strips. And they're so sleeve-wiping good because Oleo Farms won't use any of those newfangled vegetable oil or grease substitutes. Nope, we make them the way Grandma used to, with two coats of seasoned breading and fortified with the bacon's own luscious fat and flavorful juices. Nothing's easier to serve than Oleo Farms' double-breaded chicken-fried bacon strips. Just pop them in the microwave. A steamy heaping helping of bacony goodness in just seconds. Eat them with gravy, maple syrup, or just a whole lot of butter. (laughs) And when you crack them open, just let the gentle goodness slide down your throat. You'll know instantly what Grandma Oleo knew. Life is for living, so why don't you pass me some more of them chicken fried bacon strips? Don't waste any time. Run. Don't walk to your neighborhood grocery store and ask for Oleo Farms double-breaded chicken fried bacon strips in the frozen food section. Oleo Farms. Because life is worth living, even if it is shorter. Oleo Farms is a proud sponsor of the Texas Radio Theater. The Texas Radio Theater Company is proud to present, in honor of its 70th anniversary, this recreation of The Lone Ranger's very first show. It's produced by Shannon Froelich in cooperation with the Arlington Museum of Art and engineered and directed by Richard Froelich. It features the voice talents of Earl Browning III, Taffy Geisel, Gary Layton, Spencer Prokoff, Ivy Price, Ken Rainey, and Susie Zimmerman. Live sound effects are directed and created by Libby Milliron. First of all, we ought to tell you that this is not the Lone Ranger that you're most familiar with. Very few recordings of the Lone Ranger exist prior to 1938, particularly this very first script. The story goes that in January 1933, this play was first tested out on the airwaves of WXYZ Detroit, without much fanfare and without much publicity. In this first version, there is no Tonto, and I'm sorry to say, there is no Hardy. Originally, the Lone Ranger was more of a swashbuckling hero like Zorro, who fearlessly faced any obstacle head-on, meeting danger with his quick draw, a confident grin, and a hearty laugh. 
Soon after this first script, Tonto was written in as well as other changes that would make him more familiar to many generations of radio listeners, moviegoers, and television addicts. But this recreation is where it started. So, grab that radio dial and turn with us now back to the broadcast days of yesteryear and the very first script of The Lone Ranger. Fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty laugh. The Lone Ranger! The Lone Ranger is perhaps the most attractive figure to ever come out of the West. Through his daring, his riding, and his shooting, this mystery rider won the respect of the entire Golden Coast, the West of the old days, where every man carried his heart on his sleeve, and only the fittest remained to make history. Many are the stories that are told by the lights of the Western Campfire concerning this romantic figure. Some thought he was on the side of the outlaw, but many knew that he was a lone rider, dealing out justice to the law-abiding citizenry. Though the Lone Ranger was known in seven states, he earned his greatest reputation in Texas. None knew where he came from, and none knew where he went. Old Jeb Langworth lived alone in a small shack just outside the wide-open community of Red Rock. One evening, as he was watching the coffee boil and the bacon sizzle in the pan, and thinking of how snug his cabin was with the storm raging outside, there came a knock at the door. Who in Tucky can that be on a night like this? Come on in, stranger. <sighs> Rather wet outdoors tonight. I uh, saw the light of your cabin. A right welcome you are, too, stranger. Haul over to the fire here and just kind of take the chill out of your hide. Thanks. I was just fixing up some chow. I reckon I better lay on a few more slabs of bacon, eh? I could eat without any trouble. Just make yourself right home. Where'd you come from? No place in particular. Uh, prospecting? Nope. I know a man's business is his own affair, and if, if you don't mean to talk, well, I ain't the one to be asking no questions. Lay off your boots and guns and make yourself right to home. Jeb Langworth ain't never turned a man out yet. Thanks, Isla. Keep my gun on, though. Never know when I'll need it. That's your own business, too. Gee, man, me ain't that storm a buster, though. Wild night, all right. You are Jeb Langworth. Yeah, that's me. Deputy Sheriff is my calling. So I see by your badge. Who is the sheriff at Red Rock? Name's Obi Quiler. He's a square man as you'd find in a long ride. Me and Cal Stewart is his deputies between the three of us. There ain't much goes on that ain't right in the law. I uh, see you've a poster advertising a reward for the Lone Ranger. Yeah. I reckon there ain't a sheriff in this part of the country that ain't looking fat fella. What's he done? Now, you don't say you ain't heard tell of him. Why, they say he's the most dangerous fella that ever been out in these parts. Indeed. Speaks like a gentleman from one of them eastern colleges. And shoots so fast that his six guns back in his holster before a man see him draw. But why is there such a big reward for him? What has he done? Dang if I know what he's done. I know one thing, though. What's that? My brother, he was ailing, ready for to die with some engines branding him and burning on him. Your brother? Yeah. 
And this here ranger, he comes in about that time and gets my brother Scott free, and he didn't have to fire a single shot for to do it. How did he manage it? Well, it seems like uh, he spoke to them engines in their own crazy way of talking. And by golly, in less than a minute, they was all bending down and kowtowing to him like he was some sort of a god. Then they loosed the ropes. It was tying my brother. They brought some roots and grease and things and fixed him all up as good as new and let him go. And still, you would capture this lone ranger if you could find him, huh? My gosh, I don't know whether I would or not. And you do know that he saved the life of your brother, and you don't know what he's done that's so terrible. Well, they say that he killed a lot of fellers. Perhaps they needed killing. Yeah, maybe so, maybe so. Say, I reckon this ranger must talk a lot like you do. You talk mighty well educated yourself, stranger. Have you ever seen bullets like these? Huh? Uh, by gosh, they'd be, they'd be silver. And they say this ranger, he uses silver bullets. By gum, you're the lone ranger. <laughs> and that laugh, that's another thing. You're him, ain't you? You have my gun, Jeb. What are you going to do with it? Here, you take it back, Ranger. Put her where she belongs. I ain't the man for to turn in a fella like you, no, sir. Hold your chair over here now and see how you like my cooking. I always said that sometime I'd get a chance to show how much I appreciated what you done for my brother. Thanks. Where is he now? Ah, he's been dead these two years. A bit late for you to be eating your supper, isn't it? Yeah, I was busy over to Red Rock till after night... I reckon it must be close to nine o'clock now, ain't it? Yes, just about. You better spend the night here, Ranger. You're right. Welcome. Where's your horse tied? He isn't tied. That horse will go into the trees and hide until I whistle for him. I, uh... Oh, gosh. Now, who's that? I'll step back from the curtain here. Don't tell anyone that I'm here. Uh, all, all right, all right. Call and see who's there. Now, who is it? It's me, Jeff. Cal Stewart. Let me in. I locked the door behind me. Is that the deputy? Yep, and I reckon you better uh, hide, Ranger, because Cal ain't kind to see you get away if he can get his hands on you. I'll let him in, see what he wants. Go ahead. Just a second, Cal. Golly, what a night this is, Jeb. Ain't it so? What brings you out in a night like this, Cal? The point is this. I come to borrow something from you, Jeb. Sure. Anything you want. It ain't much that I want. It's just a bucket of oil. The lamps in my shack is running low and I got some records to go over. I thought if you could let me take some oil till morning, well... I... Sure, sure. I, I can get it right away. I keeps it back here in the woodshed. I'll get some uh, right away, Cal. That's mighty accommodating of you, Jeb. Uh, you been out tonight? Uh, me? These wet tracks. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got back a few minutes ago. Them, them's my tracks. I see. Uh, I'll, I'll get that oil for you. And the storm wore itself out during the night as Jeb Langworth and the Lone Ranger passed a peaceful night's rest. What is the coming of the Lone Ranger meant? It's morning. Listen. Ah, much obliged for putting me up for the night, Jeb. I think I'll be on my way. I'd like to get an early start. Okay, Ranger. Glad to be able to do you a good turn. Uh, maybe I'll be able to return the favor someday. I don't think nothing of it at all. 
I was wondering when Cal came last night what you would say about the wet footprints on the floor. <laughs> I reckon I got over that one all right, eh? <laughs> Very well, yes. Yeah, you see, that fella Cal Stewart, he don't miss nothing, he don't. He's got eyes like a hawk. Yes. <laughs> I reckon it rankled him some in his mind that I didn't tell him what I went and done and what I went out for, eh? Perhaps. You don't seem to like him very well. Oh, he's all right, but him and me got different ideas, that's all. I see. Well, I'll say goodbye to you. Okay, well, goodbye, Ranger. Oh, uh, where's your horse? I'll show you. He must be a swell horse. He is. Well, there he comes riding now. Yes. Ah, easy, big fella. Well, goodbye, Ranger. Goodbye. hi Silver! <laughs> I reckon I better get my gun hitched up and get on into town. The sheriff might be wanting me. Gosh, I guess he does want me. There he comes now. Stand right where you are, Jeb Langworth. Oh, Sheriff. Morning, Cal. What's the call for? I guess you know what it is, Jeb. Ain't you ashamed now? Who, me? Why, gosh, Cal, what have I done? I'm sorry, Jeb. I'll have to search your cabin. What for? A gun. Whose gun? Ah, you're acting all innocent, all right, but it's your gun I want. Mine? Jeb, why'd you do it? Say, I don't get this at all. Now, don't you move. You go on in, Cal, and look around. Right, you keep him here where he can't do no more damage. More than he's already done. Oh, shucks, Cal. I ain't aiming to do no damage. Sheriff, what have I done? Well, Jeb, it's murder. That's what it is. Dan Higgins was shot last night. Dan Higgins was yep. shot. Yep, we know that he had some gold hid away in his cabin. He was found dead this morning, and there was the box that he kept his gold in, but the gold was gone. My gosh, Sheriff, you don't think that I took Jeb, he was shot by a thirty-eight, and there ain't many men here uses anything besides a forty-five. Well, excepting you. But I didn't do it, Sheriff. Cal just recollected that he came here last night and found that you was out of your cabin just before nine o'clock. And when was Higgins shot? The doc says it was between a quarter of nine and a quarter past. But I went never Hey, what'd you find, Cal? I found lots. Look, here's his gun, all right. And there's one chamber empty. I never shot it. Now, what's that you got, Cal? A bag. One of them kind of bags that gold is kept in. And it's got Higgins' name on it. I never seen that bag before, Sheriff. I swear I didn't. Was you out of your cabin last night, Jeb? I, uh... Oh, gosh, I didn't kill him. I swear I didn't. I weren't nowhere near him last night. Maybe then you can explain how it comes that we find this knife just outside of Higgins' door. Now, is that your knife, Jeb? That's my knife. Sure is. But I hadn't been outside. I reckon it's a pretty bad case against you, Jeb. It's a frame-up. That's what it is. Sheriff, it's a frame-up. If you can prove that you wasn't out of your cabin, Jeb... But you can't do it, you see. I can prove you was out of your cabin. Come on. Shall I put the cuffs on him, Sheriff? I don't need no cuffs. I'll go quiet. I'm an innocent man. So they took old Jeb Langworth to jail for the murder of his friend Higgins. Did the mysterious visit of the Lone Ranger have anything to do with the fate of Jeb? Let's look in at the office of the Sheriff, where Cal walks in. Puny, dang, cold-blooded shooting a Jeb the way he plugged old Higgins, Sheriff. I don't know what to think of it, Cal. It ain't like Jeb at all. He was always the most peace-loving feller I knowed. 
Why I didn't ever know Jeb to use violence of any sort? You can't never tell about these silent fellers like him. Gosh, old Higgins was well-liked, too. I knows it. I most afeared to let the news get told around about Jeb. Well, why's that? I reckon the boys here in Red Rock won't wait for a trial. You don't think they'll lynch him, do you? Wouldn't be surprised. Well, I ain't gonna stand for no lynching. This here's a civilized community, and I'm for law and order. The law says that a man's entitled to be tried before a jury, and that's what Jeb's going to be. I'm for it, Sheriff, but you can't stop the boys when they gets their minds made up. Well, they don't know he's been arrested yet now, do they? Nope, I've done my best to keep it quiet about who we picked up for the murder of Higgins. Ah, you say you've done your best, huh? Yep. Did anyone get to know about it? Well, I ain't just sure, Sheriff. What do you mean, you ain't sure? I may have dropped a remark to give it away... I reckon maybe we better hustle the trial along, just to be on the safe side. Seems to me you're powerful anxious to see Jeb get hanged for the killing, Cal. I'm just anxious for to see him tried and found guilty before he gets lynched without any trial, that's all, Sheriff. Well, he's going to be tried in the due course of time, not a four, and if there's anything like a lynching, I'll shoot the man that starts it. Them's my sentiments, and you can pass them along to the men in town here. Just as you say, Sheriff. I aims to carry on a little more investigating on my own hook before I makes up my mind to anything. So you don't think Jeb didn't do it? Well, I'm reserving of my opinion. Well, that's your privilege, I reckon. What's that? Shooting! Out in front of this here office! <laughs> What's that laugh? Sounds like the Lone Ranger. Come on, Sheriff, he's out front. Do you see him any place? Can't see nothing out here. Well, where'd he go? I, uh, I reckon he's got away somewheres. I'm right here, gentlemen. Huh? How'd you get in? What? Who are you? I came right in the side window while you were looking out the front door. No, don't go for a gun. I ain't aiming to commit suicide. Are, are you the Lone Ranger? <laughs> what are you doing here? I just dropped in to tell you that Jub Langworth did not kill old Higgins. I reckon you're the one, eh? Wrong again. Well, you're under arrest anyway, for the murders on that there poster. Don't try any funny tricks. <laughs> under arrest? Me? I reckon he's right, Mr. Ranger. We'll have to put you under arrest. Well, that suits me all right. Are you going to let Jeb out of jail to make room for me? No, he stays there. I reckon the jail is large enough for both of you. I just came here, Sheriff, to tell you to let Jeb Langworth go. He's innocent. <laughs> you don't think I'll do it, do you? No, but I think your deputy, Cal Stewart, will release him. To prevent me from telling who the real murderer of Higgins is. Huh? Why, you... you... Don't let me tempt you into reaching for your gun, Cal. I think you've heard of the way I draw a gun and fire. That's all I have to say, Sheriff. You see, my horse will join me no matter where I am. Now get that horse out of my office! I intend to. Now turn around, both of you. But... Silver! Uh, yeah, get that horse and... No! Oh, <laughs> that horse is walking on me! Then turn your face to the wall, as I said. I don't choose to draw my gun unless I have to. Ouch! Get away, you dang nigga! That will do, Silver. <laughs> a good horse is a man's best friend. He won't frame him the way a human friend will, Cal. You'd ought to have some of the qualities of a horse. Sheriff, look around and see what he's doing. You look yourself. I can't. I ain't aiming to get Trump down. Remember what I have said, Sheriff. Release Jeb Langworth because his innocence can be proved and the guilty party found if you force me to do it. That's all. Hi, Silver! <laughs> is is that varmint gone, Sheriff? I I reckon so. Dang him! Why didn't you shoot him? Huh. I don't draw against that feller unless his back is to me. Why didn't you shoot him? Oh, here, 
he's left one of them silver bullets of his on my desk. And a note, he... What's it say? Hmm, nothing. Reckon I'll make a good hunk of paper to light my pipe with, though. What's that note say, Sheriff? Nothing! The Lone Ranger has given his warning. What was contained in the note he left with the Sheriff? Let's follow Cal Stewart. We enter the bar room, as Cal says. <laughs> well, gents, I guess four queens is a good enough hand to win the pot of any poker game, ain't it? <laughs> By Tunket, Cal, I ain't never seen such luck with cards as you have. You done clean these boys out of all their week's wages. <laughs> yep, the luck's with me tonight, all right, Miss Julie. So, Tim, want to play anymore? I don't know. I think you done cleaned him out. And me too. I'm washed up. <laughs> well, boys, I reckon I'll stroll over and see how the prisoner is getting on. Say, Cal, you seem pretty sure that Jeb done the killing, but whatever happens, don't you think we ought to wait for that trial? You know that, you being deputy and all. You can't say he didn't in the face of the evidence, Miss Julie. I hate to think that Jeb had killed a friend like Higgins. Higgins was a good feller. Surprises me that... Jeb ain't been lynched for this. Jeb's a good feller, too. And I reckon anyone that starts any talk about lynching will have to face me. And me. If an anyone tries to lynch old Jeb, they'll have to get past me, too. By Tunket, I may be a woman, but I'm about as handy with a rifle or a shotgun as any man around here. That's for sure. Well, I gotta be getting on. Wait, Joe, I'll go with you. Good night, boys. Uh, good night, Cal. We'll see Just a minute, Stuart. Huh? How, how'd you get in here? I've been standing back watching your little poker game, that's all. What do you want here? Don't you know the sheriff will shoot you on sight? Yes, but I've got to be seen before I see. And my eyes are rather good. I think I'll play some poker with you. Huh? Play poker? Here? No, not here. We'll go in the little room over on the side. It's more private. I, I had enough poker. I think you'll play a few hands with me. How much money you got? I don't know. Uh, I ain't gonna play. Come, hurry now. This way. You may bring your own cards if you want to. I'll make the stakes high enough to interest you. But... Uh, right this way. I find that Jeb Langworth is still in jail. I ain't got nothing to do with that. You'll have to see the sheriff. I'd much prefer to see you. Here we are. Right in there. It's nice and private. There we are. Two chairs and one table. Two men and a pack of cards. Strange things can be done with a pack of cards, Cal. What, what do you mean? Sit down there. You can deal, shuffle, and cut all by yourself. Say, look here, Ranger. Let me go, and I won't say nothing about you being here in Red Rock. <laughs> oh, I don't mind. You can say all you want to say after you get out of this room. Deal the cards. All right, if you want to get skinned. You may even name the stakes. It tells me you shoot silver bullets, is that right? That's right, yes. Would you like to see one? You said to name the stakes. Right. All right. I'll bet $200. Ha! I can't waste my time on stakes like that. 500 then. With it, your own cut, shuffle, and deal, and the cards marked the way you want them, I'm surprised. I thought you'd be willing to risk more than that. All right. You name them. I'll meet them. Life. What, what, what do you mean? Your life? Against mine. What's that mean? You have two guns, so have I. I'll bet mine against yours. And let me deal? Even knowing that the cards are marked, I'll let you deal, Cal Stewart. 
It's a go, then. Lay your guns on the table. There they are. <laughs> My, but they're nice guns. Now, how about yours? Here's mine. You're looking right down them, Ranger. Stick up your hands. I didn't think you'd be this much of a cheat. Reach the ceiling, Mr. Lone Ranger. I reckon this is the time that your fast draw won't help you none. <laughs> this is the time where brains is beating speed. Now, I've got you right where you should be. Well, what are you going to do about it? I'm going to kill you. That's what. Not even going to give me a trial, huh? The reward for you is dead or alive, and I'm taking no chances on you getting away. See? Yes, I see. But just a minute, steward. Don't you know that you don't dare to kill me? Not yet you don't. And why don't I? Because I've written down all about how you shot Higgins. And I've told how you came to Jeb's place the night of the murder and sent him out for kerosene. Huh? And how you stole his knife and his gun while he was out what? of the room. And I've told how you shot Higgins with I... Jeb's gun and left his knife there to be found. And how you came the next day to arrest the... Jeb and planted his gun in his shack, as well as the bag that held the gold. How'd you know all this? I know a lot of things, you see. I've written that all down just so you won't dare to shoot me. Where is it? Well, the funny thing is that it's right in the safe in the sheriff's office. And I guess you can't get it there. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? Yes, it's true. And it's also true that I can open the sheriff's safe and get out that writing. <laughs> so you see, you weren't so smart as you thought. Now, I'm going to shoot you. Just as a matter of curiosity, before you shoot me, Cal, suppose you tell me just where you put the money you stole. That's fair enough, isn't it? I don't mind telling you. I'd hate to die without knowing that. I got it hid under the floor of my cabin. That's where. And Jeb is going to pay for the crime. <laughs> don't you think you're going to be troubled by your conscience? No. What's more, none of the folks around here are going to be troubled with you any longer. I'm going to kill you right now, Mr. Ranger. Oh, no, you ain't, Cal. Uh, sure. Sheriff! Thanks, Sheriff. Uh, w wait, the, the Lone Ranger, I got him right here. Put your guns down. Cal, I heard all that was said, and I guess it's you that'll be tried for the murder of Higgins, not Jeb. You see, Cal, it takes brains sometimes to outguess guns. I was so sure that you'd take advantage of me when I was unarmed, and so sure of your boasting nature, that I left a little note for the sheriff to be by that window tonight if he wanted to hear the confession of the real murderer. Now you stand where you are too, Ranger. This is great evening for the town of Red Rock. Go on in the window, boys, and put the ropes on them too. Sheriff. You'll, of course, let Jeb Langworth go free now, won't you? Well, we ain't got nothing on Jeb now. You see, he did me a favor, and I always aim to return favors. If you're sure that he'll be free now... Well, what'll you do? I think... I'll be leaving! Hey, Sheriff, he's grabbed his guns! <laughs> Silver! Silver, here we are, old boy! <laughs> that's the Lone Ranger! Stop him, boys! Stop him! Silver, that's the boy! Hi! <laughs> Might as well try and catch the wind as this phantom rider of the plains. The Lone Ranger has gone off into the night, not to be seen again, until he finds another occasion to take into his own hands the law of the West. This is one of a series of stories of the Lone Ranger and his horse, Silver. This recreation was presented by the Texas Radio Theater Company, produced by Shannon Froelich, 
engineered and directed by Richard Froelich, and comes to you in cooperation with the Arlington Museum of Art, encouraging its visitors to think creatively. You're listening to the Texas Radio Theater Company. Visit us at TexasRadioTheater.com.